Hello, welcome to Simply Syndicated Gaming News. We've got all kinds of things coming up this week. I'm excited. Do I'm sound ambivalent. Is, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Just in general. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to start by talking about CEX, actually, because I'm curious to know what you, you were about to defend them on. I'm curious to know what you were about to rant on them for. Okay. So. Yes, uh, I'm curious to know what opinion I'm going to have about both of these things. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I think we should break the suspense already. Shall I, shall I start? Yes. I'll start. Yes. Right. Yes, go ahead. I, no, I, yes. Was, I was in there today, and we'll come back to that later. But I was in there today, and as I, as I was waiting for my uh, purchase to be completed at the, the cash register there, I noticed what they were selling SNES Classic Minis for, and it's yeah. 140 quid. Yep. Yes. And then I discovered that they are buying them at above retail price. Uh, and oh. so they are intentionally or not, but encouraging sure, scalping. They are scalpers. Yeah. And they are encouraging scalping and they are creating a monopoly on the stock of SNES Classic Minis in this country so they can get away with selling them for 140 quid. Because you can't buy one because they're all there. So... Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I did... I When I was in CEX last, I was... I mean, because they... The SNES in... The Mini SNES Classic in R1 appeared, like, on the day they went Oh, live. absolutely. Yeah. So I was wondering, are they buying them... I'll see the company buying these to mark them up and put them in their shop. That was a conspiracy theory I was wondering. Are they not actually getting these from people at all? Are oh, they? No, yeah. I totally, I, I 100% believe that that's the case. I think it's it's one of those odd things that is uh, kind of the opposite of what their usual business model is, that you know everything they sell is pre-owned, yeah, except I don't think for the fucking SNES Classic Minis. Yeah, as well, because, I mean, the box, it was like, to get it on the day, I mean, even if you literally got your Amazon delivery at, you know, at 8 o'clock in the morning and then took it straight to our shop, I don't know how else they got it that quickly. Do you see what I mean? So I think that they, as a company, are buying these things in bulk, direct, probably for half RRP, and then basically putting a 100-quid markup on it to, to the cost of them. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree that that is more than likely the case. Because you can, if that's the case, then you can bet your ass they are doing that with the Switch as well. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, the the difference with the Switches, and uh, right, so I, a quick read of a forum told me that a couple of days ago they were paying 110 pounds cash for a SNES Classic Mini. This is seventy nine mm. ninety nine. Fuck yeah, no. that is a significant wedge up. I mean, because I mean, you were saying a lot. I thought you meant um, a tenner. Yes, yeah, here. Yeah, no, that, that's what they were paying. And I mean, that is definitely because if you have the choice, uh, you know, the option of taking it down to CEX and just th- having them, you know, give you the money versus having to create a an eBay page, take photos, uh, deal with well, packaging yeah. and all that, all that shit, having to deal with an online transaction versus just taking it down to a storefront and, you know... Th- they, this feels very much like CEX to have become a fence. Yeah. I was going to say, is it a tremendously easy way to, you know, rob, rob somewhere, 
get all this electronics out and just take it to the CEX and be gone. I mean, you know, you said they are, they take ID. I mean, do they scan it or photocopy it or? You see, I say that. Um, they said the first time I went down with my DS, uh, they said that they needed ID to take the yeah. hardware. They said they could take the software, no problem, but uh, the hardware, would, I would need ID. So when I came down the next time, I brought my passport and they didn't ask to see it. I said to them, do you need this? And they said, no, we're good. So there you go. They didn't actually, they don't have any, they've never seen my, you know, they've seen, you know, what looks like a passport, but they've never actually, they didn't bother opening to check that I was who I said I was. Right. See, so I know that they were paying £110 cash a few days ago, and there are people saying now that it's come down to £68 cash, £90 voucher. So if you want to spend that money at CEX, you can still get more than you paid for the yeah. Classic Mini in the first place. Yeah. The The Switch stuff is a little different because they're paying now £208 for that cash. Uh, right. They're still charging 320 And to everyone listening, Amazon have them now for £279, brand new there. Just retail price. Yeah. Retail price. Retail. And Guaranteed not, unopened. They've got the grey one. They've got the neon red one. They're going to have the limited edition Mario one when that comes out. But you can get it in a multitude of packs with a multitude of different games, all at retail price. So I, I don't know how they would justify selling a Switch for 320 quid pre-owned. I... Well, they'd have to justify it, do they? I mean, they either sell it or they don't. And, you know, it's caveat emptor at that point. It's, you know, buyer so. beware. Latin alert. Latin alert. Um, Latin alert, yes. So, yeah, basically, it's it's the SNES stuff. And the, yeah. the fact that they have put themselves in a community that they clearly are ready to take advantage of at any given opportunity. Mm. And mm. I would argue you have some seriously nefarious business practices here uh, in doing those things. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is definitely unethical. I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's probably you know totally legal. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's totally. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm not accusing them unethical. of. Yeah, I'm not accusing them of, to be clear. I'm not accusing them of doing anything illegal whatsoever. If they are, I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not accusing them of that, but I do think it's immoral and unethical. Every every shop is actually, a, you know, the, in the back, it's just a little sweatshop of people, little children, putting discs in those little sleeves. That's what it is. sticking the fucking labels on with adhesive that's a little too sticky. Yes. You have to clean and also off. To, and also turning the music up to a volume that you have to bellow over to talk to the person behind the counter. Yeah, what is that about? Which I hate. It's like, well, I didn't come to a disco, I come to a shop. Well, this is well. Actually, fucking this is the thing. When I went in, uh, the music wasn't too loud. It, the music was at an appropriate level. But the fucking Spotify playlist they were they were playing was uh, the Disney playlist. And so, for I, I like I said, I had to leave my console there and then walk around the, the store for an hour while they tested it. And the whole fucking time, I couldn't get under the sea out of my head. Mm. Seriously. I mean, I, I've been in them where they've got, you know, obviously the lad who likes death metal is there today. So they've been fully playing like horrible death metal in there. and Which yeah. is fine for me. I don't care. But it's like when you're trying to conduct business with somebody, you it's should be saying, choice. Would, you, would you like to step out so I can actually hear what you're saying then? Yeah. So, yeah, that's my rant about CEX. I'm not happy with them anymore. That's completely fair. They, that is they, completely uh, fair. No, my thing was completely point. different. Okay, that's well, that's good then. Okay. Uh, my thing was just uh, I used up the last of my voucher 
this week that I got from trading stuff in, and I, I spent it online on the website. And last week we sort of shit on them for turning their uh, postage model to uh, what was it? It used to be three pound or something total. Two pound fifty total. For up, to, total. for up to ten items. For up to ten items. Yeah. Uh, since they've now changed it to one pound fifty per item, uh, when I was looking through it, I, I did realize the the reason for that. There is a solid reason for that. It is that unlike say Game or Amazon or somewhere when you order from CEX online, they have to source their stock from individual stores. They can't just get it all. It's not like in a warehouse where they can just go, right, grab that, 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 package it up, send it out. They, you know, I ordered three uh, different, I actually ordered three Futurama Blu-rays. And each of those discs has to come from a separate store. There's no one store that has all three of those in stock. Yeah. One of them's in, you know, they're all different stores down around the country. So £1.50 per item. Uh, It's actually kind of reasonable. When you take into account, you know, the cost of post and the cost of packaging, if they were to spend any less than that, the packaging would probably suffer. And I mean, it's already traded and stuff, so I don't want to taking any extra knocks. Well, I have a counter argument to that. Bring it on. Um, right. I'm looking at the front page of their, their store now. And the first thing on there is FIFA 18 for the PlayStation 4. They have so many FIFAs. They do they have, have all so the FIFAs. They do. And it says, we buy for cash, £37. We sell for £52. Okay. And if what? in that profit margin, you can't eat up £1.50 of postage, bollocks to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that's, that's it, really. I, I think they're an, so profitable in their business mm. model. And the whole, why, yeah, they keep their stock distributed throughout the different stores which in my experience is a hideous model because i've had let's see i've had two packages just not turn up really and yeah and so that automatically means i will never order anything from them that is remotely rare or precious because fuck knows where it's going that's a fair point and second of all Today, I actually had a replacement for something I ordered last month that never turned up, and it's the wrong thing, and I just don't care anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not my, I had a, my I had a problem. experience they're, like that recently. It's, it's like their business model is not my problem as the consumer. Mm. That's their problem. They've mm. set that up. And in doing what they've done, it has, on a number of occasions in the last week or so, made them more expensive than Amazon. So, I mean, it's the, it's their choice. But fair enough. I, I think it was a dumb move. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. The thing well, is, I think, I, I think for them as well, they seem to be in danger of doing sort of oversaturation at the moment. I think that... There are quite a few of them, yeah. There are a lot of them, and they have big stores, and they have a lot of people in them. Yeah, it seems that they haven't sort of learned from the mistakes of game. Yeah, but I mean, many other sort of retailers who did that kind of... Overextending. um, Well, they're they're all franchises, aren't they? I mean, they're all individually owned, just franchises. There's a link on their website. You just need 250 grand and a place to stick a shop. Huh. Which okay, these I didn't realize they're franchises. Is, yeah, uh, third to last thing. 
They have 583 stores worldwide, 367 stores in the UK, 249 franchise stores in the UK. So I assume then that's out of those 367, 249 are franchises. And they're claiming they're in a recession-proof sector. <laughs> I, I beg to differ. <laughs> Although, mind you, I, I am quite intrigued because my my one has sort of started turning up weird, weirdly niche items. Like the other day, I went in and it had two sets of. Do you remember the GameCube did a game that came with a set of bongos? Yeah. Yes. Yes, Donkey Donkey Konga. My brother had it, and it was it was fun. My, I believe my local store has a set of those also. They they are quite common two. actually. Yeah. There's a, a shop in Keithley that's not a CEX, but it's like it. It's just a personally run thing, and they've got like shelves full of them. Like they <laughs> really? must have, they must have thirty. Yeah, it's I weird. Was... It's such a weirdly you are correct, completely niche. I mean, it worked I for think... one game, and yet somehow yeah. they're ubiquitous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I think obviously it, it sold for obviously the novelty value of playing a rhythm game with these bongos and you clap at the top and had a little microphone in that could hear you clap and things like that. So it was fun to play, but there seems to be no no versions of the game it went with anywhere at all. <laughs> it's not it, you can buy the bongos for four quid. It's funny. It's one of those things you see fairly regularly on sort of the speedrun circuit. Man beats you know. Uh, I'm pretty sure actually someone has done Dark Souls Dark with Souls the Donkey yeah. Kong bongos. Yeah, um, but I was, I'm, I'm I was, almost certain. I, <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, it's just because I was skimming through the page of peripherals on their website, and it brought up something I completely forgot about. Do you remember that Resident Evil, which came with a chainsaw peripheral for controller? I have seen the yes. controller. Yeah. Have you seen one in real life? So I've never seen one because I sort of just skimmed through the the page just to see and uh, th- those Sorry. they don't exist anywhere i've been mean, i've never seen one in a Sorry, shop no, or anything uh, like that i just i just i looked it up yeah uh bongo souls if you ever need a laugh bongo souls bongo souls with bongos excellent you know, it just seemed really weird because I remember I was thinking about them the other because I was because I looked through the peripherals page. I was thinking about them the other day and wondering if my brother still had them. And I thought, oh, I must text him and see if he still got them. I went around the corner into the shop and there was two sets just sitting there, just arrived. It's like my brain had conjured them, and apparently now everyone's got them. You need well, yeah, to start like trying to conjure other things with your brain, please. I did actually, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's funny, but bizarre, uh, something I didn't know. I just had a look here. It turns out that uh, possibly one of the reasons it's there's so many of them is that Donkey Konga, which is the game with the bongos, got a sequel. Yeah, it did. Donkey, yeah, I didn't know it got a sequel. So, of course, so that came with a reissue of the... I wonder if there's a difference between if there were any improvements made to the bongos. What, what got me thinking was... Um, I mean, because I've got a Wii, and I've got one of the early Wiis, which you can plug a GameCube controller into it. Mm-hmm. So could I plug the bongos in and play something with the bongos? Yeah. 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 It's just a yeah. controller, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, four quid seems like a cheap option. There you go. Yeah, you can. But also, get a GameCube, because they're nearly free as well. True. But then if you've got the Wii that plays but the then game, I can't, you But it's that the... thing you... But the thing is, like, I can't afford any games for them. They're all fifty quid. Yeah, it's they, like that thing they, they say about guns in America. Is I can have a gun, but the go- the bullets cost five thousand dollars each. Um, <laughs> you know, you have a have a thing, but 
you know, I can't afford to buy any games for it. Yeah, yes. no, just stick with the Wii. Does that? I honestly, I I feel a little bit bad about the fact that I've got a GameCube sat next to a, a GameCube compatible Wii. Is it neglected? <laughs> well, no, I I play GameCube games on the GameCube unless I'm doing any video capture, which I haven't for a couple of weeks because the Wii is better for for that. So oh, I'll HDMI get, does it have. Yeah, I can. Get, it's got a component cable, so oh, yeah, I can yeah. get much better quality uh, video out of it. And I, I've only got SCART out of the GameCube, so mm. I can't really capture that. Um, and so that I do it for, but there's no, there's actually no discernible difference on the gameplay whatsoever, no. or, or even things like loading times or, or anything like that. It's exactly the same. The, the Wii was a GameCube, very minor, you know, sort of upgrade to the processing power. But it, it, the whole thing was the. I mean, I'm almost positive that you could. I mean, someone hasn't done this. Basically, reverse en- engineer a peripheral peripheral to make the Wiimote work with the GameCube because I'm confident that a GameCube could run pretty much any Wii game. Yeah, but you couldn't get the disc in the GameCube. I know. They're so tiny. I know teeny little things. They're adorable. Uh, they really are. <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing. So, <laughs> well, there you go. Then. That's CEX. And I was wrong on the franchise price. It's only 40 grand. You just need more money for oh, yeah. ga- games and shop fitting. So there mm. you go. That's all you need. Mm. I should open one. No. Um, so we can do news now, I suppose. So mm. the first news story. Shadow of, Mo- Shadow of War, War. <laughs> in Mordor uh, that we've been... Talking about for a little bit now, you can apparently now cheat and get loot boxes for nothing on the PC version. Yep, pretty much, pretty much immediately, people manage to uh, break the game. <laughs> uh, you have to do it. Uh, you have to play in offline mode, which apparently disables some sort of live content, which nobody gives a shit about. Right. But yeah, there's a way to cheat to get unlimited. You can get unlimited. Uh, there's, there are two uh, currencies in the game, one of which you earn by playing in the game and the other of which you earn by paying for the currency. Uh, and so you can unlock... Basically, people have found a way to get unlimited of the first currency by basically cheating in the game, uh, which allows them to buy, uh, I think, sort of like up to like the middle tier loot boxes right. as many as they want uh they can't buy the top tier loot boxes which you can only unlock with the gold that you have to buy with real money with real money yes uh but fortunately you don't need that in order to basically uh, basically eliminate what uh, the sort of end game grind to get to the real ending uh you can do that now with uh, just with the the silver, right? And I don't know if it's been patched out yet, but uh, yeah, people were saying this makes the game so much better. I bet it does. Yep. Shit is at Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute dicks. I I, just, yeah. I, I, I like to see the the this game fail. Really, it, it's, it's Kinda, good. Yeah. It's such a shame because I'm sure that you know the dev team. I mean, they made the first one. I'm sure that you know, and the reviews have been. It's so annoying because the reviews have been, yeah, this is a great game. Shame about all the shit. Yeah. Mm. 
you know, it's shame about the loot boxes and the sort of padding and the, you know, the uh, executive interference to make it, you know, milk you. But that's where we are now. It is sadly, and I'm still not buying it. So I've, I've never really had much. I got what I needed from that. Yeah, me too. There's, do you know what? It seems that, well, I mean, it's it's late October. Of course, there's an abundance of new games. That's when it happens. Yeah. But there is a lot to get through that has come out and is still to come out. And that's so Shadow of War doesn't even get on the list. No. I think we're getting to a point where uh, this specific genre, you know, the sort of Shadow of War, Arkham... Uh, even Assassin's Creed, the sort of the big open world, loads of different uh, objectives, do them in any order that you see fit type thing. I think we're going to see that model begin to falter. Oh, I do. I think this, yeah. we're heading now, especially with this loot, loot crate bollocks, we're hitting saturation point. Uh, we're like, I went back and this is, a, remember I said I was building up sort of a, a library of PlayStation 4 exclusive games. And one of the games I was thinking about getting was uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which looks like a great game, got great reviews, but it's very much of that genre. Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm. And I, I looked at it and I thought, I don't want to play this right now because I'm hoping that Assassin's Creed Origins is decent and I don't want to be burned out on that kind of game, you know, <laughs> the, I, when it I, comes I, time to play this. So I, I sort of, I, it's gotten to the point where now I'm, picking and choosing like okay i'm gonna get this one from this genre yeah which i don't do with you know i could play you know any other you know first person shooter or puzzle game or anything i could buy five of them and enjoy each of them in turn because they're just fun little things they don't require a huge fucking commitment of time and now money I, I honestly think the problem with the open world games is now the bar has been moved up and none of these games reach it I agree. I would say you've got to go Breath of the Wild or go home. Mm. You know, that was another sort of, oh, look, you thought you could do open world games. You had no fucking idea. <laughs> and as well, Breath of the Wild does it in such a way that, I mean, because some, some of these games that are open world, quote unquote, a lot of the things they populate that world with feel like busy work and... Yeah just pro just following a process essentially it's like you know it's kind of feels like a spreadsheet and just ticking boxes whereas breath of the wild isn't like that at all it encourages you to sort of walk around and experience it yeah and do things that you discover organically not just you know i think the, the one that pissed me off the most was we once again and come back to assassin's creed unity you opened up that world map yep. that map of, of, of paris and go fuck me there's so much bullshit on there and just you, you looked at it and just thought, oh, I can't be fucking bothered um it it so i mean some of these open world games are kind of kind of make rods their own back in that way yeah. that you just like i was saying the other day i, I came to a game not do an admin job exactly Absolutely. Yeah. so i i think that's that's become the problem with them um you know gta 4 and 5 raised the bar a bit again the GTA mm -hmm. games have pushed it further and further every time they bring one out, which is why they're so good. But I, th yeah, I think Breath of the Wild really just dicked on everything that had come before it, and that—that uh, <laughs> that was which, all there was to it. It really which wasn't was ironic. Pretty. It was ironic because you know the Zelda franchise has been basically the same game for the past twenty odd years, as and is Breath they, of the Wild. 
Don't, but then they know. finally they looked and they paid attention to sort of they took cues, massive cues from all the you know the Ubisoft and EA games that were going on around and said, okay, we're going to do what they're doing, but we're going to do it brilliantly. Basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, there's so many elements of that game that I'm still sort of staggered by, and you sort of think, why wasn't it always like this? Surely that's how it should be. And it took until that game. Just the, the idea that you can go anywhere you can see. Mm. Blows yeah. my fucking mind still. And, you know, no one else is close to sh- shit like that. And you just think, well, just do it then, will you? But they don't. Anyway, <laughs> in China, Blizzard is suing over alleged Overwatch ripoff. I mean, when I say alleged, I alleged. think that you could get rid of that alleged because it looks like looks like a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot of Overwatch to me in that game. Heroes yeah. of Warfare. I mean, everything is just uh, the I, UI. The more like heroes of copyright infringement. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Burn. <laughs> They'll get done mm, for this. But then it's China, what? so don't know. What I kind of love about this, I was looking through the screen, you know, the different screenshots you were showing, you know, the heroes, which are obvious ripoffs of the Overwatch heroes. And I looked at one of the, there's a photo with like the one, two, three, fourth one down. It's a level photo of like a city scape that is obviously, you know, inspired by uh, an Overwatch map. I can't remember the name of it because I don't play that much Overwatch anymore. Yeah. But the thing that caught my eye. A real life brand? Yeah, that big stinking JVC the, poster the in JVC the middle of it. JVC poster? Did they pay for that? No. Uh, well, <laughs> d- d- do we know? Could Did they? Know? Do we know? I mean, we don't know. They didn't. Even, I mean, the game doesn't have anything. You know, the, the makers of the game don't gain anything by putting that in there unless they're being paid. I- exactly. Why would you put that there? Why is there a JVC? Uh, they're like just those really obsessed JVC fans. Yes. You know, it's a JVC fanboy, obviously, on the dev team has put that there. No, don't be. Of course not. That's just so bizarre. God, when's the last so time you weird. actually bought or saw anything by JVC? What do they still oh. make? I'm going rushing to Amazon just to search for a brand name. But it's still VHS players. Tellies, probably. I haven't. I can't remember seeing a JVC telly in the past ten they, years. They make shitty earbuds, according to Amazon. Yeah, that's what they make, and the occasional car stereo. They used to make everything, and honestly, yeah. just that's it. I've just searched JVC, and that's all I've got is in ear earbuds. Surely they make more than that. Shitty cameras, camcorders. Wow. Yeah. That's it. Death of a giant. Who'd have thought JVC could have gone downhill? But I know. There you go. At least they've got yeah. ads in this game. Yeah. Chinese Overwatch. <laughs> I, I don't know what the state with copyright stuff is with China. I mean, clearly, if Blizzard is suing, then clearly they've got something to sue over. I think um, China has stepped up its game with regards right. to copyright uh russia's still the big uh one where they're like nah, do what you like russia don't give a shit russia do not a- give apply one that fuck. statement to anything you like <laughs> mm. i i think russia might be slowly trying to take over the world i'm not sure that's damn fighting words i well that's the problem you see because 
it's it's fucking Russia. No one wants to have a fight with Russia. That's ridiculous. So the trouble is they might be run by a dick who does what the fuck he wants now. So I don't know. But China, yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of counterfeit Sorry, vape stuff at, comes out of there, but I don't I'm know. just looking at another one of the screenshots. Is the sort of end of game uh, victory screen, where it shows you know which character did the most healing, most firepower, and one of the characters, one of the players' names is Tim Peake. He was he was the British astronaut. I'm wondering if it what is was him. He there? <laughs> <laughs> My mum got me his book for Christmas. I haven't oh. read it. It's paper. I don't really like touching those anymore. <laughs> Have you seen the new Kindle? Mm. I haven't. Have they done a new Kindle? There's a yes. new Kindle, Oasis. It's, it's actually it's the second time they call it. It's, it's all big, but it's completely waterproof. Mm. It's 229 it fucking it. pounds is what it is. It is fucking expensive is what it is. Yeah, I think <laughs> it will be a while before I have one of those. Just Yeah, just don't drop it in the bath. I mean, probably just the Kindle Paperwhite. I don't actually own a Kindle at the moment. Alison's got, a, Alison's got a paper white. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this Voyager one is, but fucking hell, even that's 169 quid. Mm-hmm. I, there was a time I thought, honestly thought Kindles would become free. Like there would. I want, be- I want, I'm so disappointed. I, want to make a, I wanted to make a Star Trek joke about the Voyager being the one that got lost in the neutral zone for so many <laughs> years, but I realized I know nothing about Voyager. I'm really disappointed in myself. I, I don't know whether to suggest that you correct that or not. It, it's I kind will, of like... No, I, 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 I don't think correct you... it. Okay. I will get to it. <laughs> I promise. I, I'd be interested to see what you think of that. I will have to, you know, just sort of to earn back the pride that I lost on that. I mean, I could have said nothing, but I had to let you know that... It's okay. I, I It's yeah. okay. Oh, Kindles uh-huh. are quite expensive. I really, Honestly, I thought there'd be a free one one day. Well... Th- by now at least probably eventually yeah like maybe if you buy five books they they well, come on a kindle this is a complete thing, you know what's free though a, what, what's free the library fuck that do, do we still no, have those there. I thought the Tory yes. shut them and burned all the books no, no I, they I still don't exist. know <laughs> but there are people in libraries if the option exists to avoid people take it yes this is my one piece of advice. If, like, if I could carve something in stone <laughs> that every human being would see, that would be it. Avoid, if the option exists to avoid, to avoid people, take that option. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, completely. You know, we've, we're getting on to tech here, but uh, what's odd is that there's been a, I've noticed a few stories lately, and I have noticed it myself that oddly, some Kindle versions of books are more expensive than the paperback all right i haven't yeah, noticed that, that. You know, something's been something weird's been going on i don't know whether isn't it's it, isn't the it a tax thing might i think it might be yeah because yeah, on digital books tax but paper books aren't or is it the other way around something i'm not sure i'm not 100 percent sure but yeah something's been going on where things have shifted where it's actually cheaper to get the the hard you know, copy version which just feels so weird I mean, I don't pay for any of them. I torrent the shit out of everything, so, you know. Yeah, that's that's easiest, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what happens if I can't torrent it? I go without. Yeah. I'm good. That's it. <laughs> I've not actually bought a Kindle book for a while. I've not sat and read for a while. 
You know what? I say that the last Kindle book I read was uh, I, I I I actually bought it. The last Kindle book I bought was um, Dining with Hannibal, the philosophy of uh, Hannibal Lecter series, which oh, I bought right. and, and read on the day when I went in to have my nose surgery. So, I just imagine you reading like, oh, so that's yeah. how I can justify this. Okay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was I and I had to fast the night before, so I was sitting in the waiting room, about to be wheeled in to have my face sawn up to fucking pieces, thinking I'm really fucking hungry, <laughs> reading this book. <laughs> Genuinely, uh, I, w- I will say though, I mean, I I I too have torrented things, but Kindle is one of those services where I I don't get through enough books to worry about like finding lots of books really i i can buy one and it will last me several months so the price of they're not that expensive that you know one every few months Mm -hmm. is is not a problem for me but i i I do like the the all the stuff that comes with it that you get as a result of having bought it like the sync between that and the audio book version which you sometimes get for cheap Cause, and yeah, it, that is cool. And the read along with the Audible version as well. That all that stuff, I love it. Um, yeah, I agree. Here's the thing: I'm, you know, the books that I've downloaded, I'm, ne- I'm never really gonna read that many of them. It just, it pleases my, whatever you would call it, to download them uh, I, and make yeah. sure that the metadata is right and make sure that they're all labeled properly and they're in their correct series. And I have them all nice and neat, so that if I ever do want to go and read them, they're there, and I'll have no problem. I I I do a similar thing. It's why yeah. my shelves are full of games because yeah. I could not. You're have, never going to fucking play them. <laughs> I couldn't have half a shelf of games. I couldn't own some PlayStation games. I had to have a whole bunch of them. And I yeah, yeah it's like I could have got them one at a time. I've not played them all, so yeah. what? You know what? What's the deal with that? but yeah yeah yep. I'm, I'm a sucker for the whole thing like god there was a moment when i realized that amazon prime would show me my video library of videos i owned and that page was nearly blank so i had to buy more videos oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i do do that a little bit i this- mean because i've got i've got a book of american state quarters and i'm missing two and that annoys Ooh. me nearly every day that i've still got two to find Oh, we can. Then I, I, we must have a listener that lives in one of those states. I've tried that already. I'm still. <laughs> which, I went which, through all our American friends. Which two states? Um, it's. I think it's. Uh, oh God, brain! I think it's um, Arkansas and Iowa. Oh, they don't have internet, right? If anyone. <laughs> If anyone is listening it's from Arkansas or internet powered by Ohio, corn. was it? Uh, Iowa. It's, Iowa. It's specifically, yeah. it's specifically the ones that are the statehood quarters that came about came out a few years ago, not the um, national parks ones, the ones before that. There you go. Get in touch if you've got one of those. I was worried about coming across as a weird nerd. Oh, up yours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving on. IGN bought, IGN bought Humble Bundle. This is, this is so sinister. Weird. Everyone's just said, huh. Okay. So Why? What? I can only think this is some sort of nefarious scheme. But 
nefarious, yes, but it's also baffling. <laughs> it's I, like someone planning to confuse you to death. I've not bought IGN a bundle used, of stuff IGN for ages. Confuse, it's super effective. What was the one I yeah. used to get? Mac Heist. That was one, and I don't Mac think Heist was good. I used to be on that when I was on Mac. I don't think they've done one for ages. I got uh, a few good things of that back in the day, but when I say back in the day, that was like six years ago. Yeah, so. me too. In fact, yeah, yeah it's not. They're still saying Mac yeah. Heist Four. What is that? Um, Nothing. What's funny about this is it did actually um, inspire me to head over to Humble Bundle, and I ended up buying something from them, which it's the first time in a while. I've been main, mainly operating on uh, Humble Bundle. Reached the point sort of where I had gotten everything that I wanted to get, and you know they were just doing more and more bundles of games that I already had. Not you know I wasn't I didn't have any inv- incentive to. Yeah, but I did actually uh, head over. They were having, I think it's over now, they were having a female protagonist bundle. It oh, wasn't yeah. a bundle sale, sorry. It was not a bundle sale. It was just a general sale because Humble eventually got to the point where they just became a storefront right. as well, where you can just buy stuff, uh, individual items. And they were having a sale on uh, games with female protagonists. And I ended up picking up, um, I actually ended up rebuying her story little indie game uh, because I got it a couple of months ago on good old games and I enjoyed it very much and I paid like a quid for it on good old games I enjoyed it very much but <laughs> the thing on good old games is they're you know great service but they don't do achievements or anything like that ah uh, yeah and the game has steam achievements and I thought oh, okay you know what it's like 150 fuck it yeah, I am more than happy to give the devs another 150 for that because I really enjoyed it so yeah pretty much all the other games I had already because I am a modern man and I can empathize with a vagina there you go Mm -hmm. that's good to know Emma (laughs) I know you that's not extremely worrying statement at all Emma, Emma, (laughs) Emma hashtag me too (laughs) <laughs> I mean, hashtag not me, never me. I've never been touched. Fuck knows I would want to. But anyway, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I would love to start that. I would love genuinely to start that hashtag at the moment. Just uh, hashtag not me. <laughs> well, do you know what? I was actually. <laughs> this sounds I terrible. Say, yeah. What you've actually done is highlighted why I didn't actually say publicly what I was thinking, right? Because I thought... <laughs> Sorry, could you run that by me again? Let, I didn't quite me, catch that. Right, you, I'm a bit tired this evening. What the you, fuck did let, you just let, say? Let me explain, right? was oh, this? We're talking about the, the Me Too thing that happened on yeah. social media, which I yeah. found to be a very powerful thing. Very, and it, it really is absolutely every woman. And It seems to be, yes. The, the thought that occurs to me is that this is not a female problem, right? This is a man problem. Where the one, cru- men yes, men yes. are doing this. So it's men that need to stop, yes. you know, and so. Although, interestingly, now that you mention it, the only time I have been genuinely touched up inappropriately was by a woman <laughs> on in a taxi. That That's Seriously. a whole other story. We'll get that's back to that another story. time. You'll um, get that from me. I'll write that in the book. And and so I thought, you know, this, this is a problem that needs to be solved uh, by men. Right. That's that's what the problem is. I th- there should be no tolerance of this 
between mm. men. There, there shouldn't certainly be. The, the phrase rape culture terrifies me. It is, yes. Like, that, that, that's even a thing. Like, it should be just outright, it should disgust men that there are men that do this. And mm -hmm. so I thought about the idea of, well, we should have some sort of thing that says where we declare, I would never do anything like that. And like a hashtag, not me. But then, as you said, that's so too easily co-opted into something horrible and not yeah. what I would intend it to be it's in the first also, place. It, it, it falls into the thing, you know, the hashtag, you know, if you did that, it would be uh, to, uh, to paraphrase uh, Chris Rock, what, you want a cookie? You know, it would very quickly yeah. become, it's like well, you're I have to never not do done that. this. It's like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yes, you see, so this, it was a know, bad idea. So I didn't. A, oh, you know. We're talking about, it. and this, you know, to bring it back to games, uh, this, you know, the the Weinstein allegations have caused quite, a, you know, quite a massive uh, outpouring from to say the all least. media, all corners, including uh, several uh, game developers have come forward. Right. Uh, I, I don't have I don't have the story in front of me. I didn't know whether to include it or not, but yeah, it's it, so it's you know. It's not just within the movie industry. It's not just within any industry. It's, you know, it is seemingly... Industry. A, 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 not even an industry. It just seems to be a fucking thing. You know, yeah, well, there. I mean, it's, any any sort of thing where you have a small core of people, especially a very Are. competitive um, niche industry that a lot of people want to get into, any, any small core of these people who have that degree of power and that degree mm. of people will tolerate this well, sort of behavior you're going to find it that was the thing that interested me whenever it started coming out like the game developers were coming out because when you when, when this whole thing when it started with hollywood and you know the film industry and i sort of thought well hollywood and the film industry it's a very sexualized industry you sort of think well of course there are predators there because you know films are visual and they're you know it's not a huge coincidence that many of the people who are in films are physically attractive i don't think that's, yeah that's you know, no that happened on purpose i think that, that's, that's very that's much an thing. intentional thing but yeah. this you know goes to show that this is it's obviously it's not just that thing it's just wherever men are <laughs> see men fucking suck it's not, not in want, a good I, way I, I sort of want to apologize, but I'm absolutely not going to because I haven't done anything. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, fuck, would that I could do something about this. Exactly. So I, <sighs> I, I don't know. There must be. Well, hmm. let's move back to games. This yeah. is this is becoming we've been we're doing the Simply Syndicated tour. We've done Take It or Leave It. We've done Do Ask, Do Tell. Uh, anyone want to review a movie? <laughs> Yeah, um, I saw Blade Runner 2049 and my ass is still numb because that film is two or three quarter hours long. I'm I'm good with that. Our local cinema has good seats. <laughs> Ours is being refurbished around us as you go yeah. into <laughs> So it was, um, you know, uh, a bit like to someone to sort of pop in and just sort of turn me over so I don't get a bed sore because <laughs> these seats aren't, aren't especially comfortable. Right. But mind you, I'm, glad, I'm just glad I went in the afternoons. So there wasn't someone bored looking at the phone, kicking my seat halfway through it. So, yes. you know. Good plan. 50-50. I still haven't been my uh, my chest infections. It's only just cleared up, but um, I still haven't had the time. So Nintendo wants more adult games on the Switch. I'm on board. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I sort of think of this as kind of like the Nintendo paradox that they <laughs> are, are quite happy to, you know, be the, the Mario and the the Zelda guys, but they seem, seem to be sort of striving for, they always seem to have this sort of thing that they, they're desperate to get more like adult content on these consoles and no one really ever seems to buy it. But I think maybe the switch is the thing that changes that. Cause I remember obviously the Wii was that thing of like, it got just put in this thing of, Oh, it's for kids. Even though they desperately would, you know, look, here's Madden, here's Call of Duty on the Wii, play it on this thing. And it was like, no, I don't think so. Why would I play it on their kids console? Yeah. Um, so you're correct. It's a very interesting thing. Cause there's an interesting parallel with the, uh, the NAS, the original NAS when they brought it to America. Uh, because the video game crash had happened in America, they didn't want the NES to be viewed as a video games console, so they redesigned it and positioned it as a toy. Which is why the robot came with it. Which is why Rob the Robbie, <laughs> Robbie the robot came with it. Um, and similarly, the, the I think the Wii, for all the good that it did, you know that it did for the company, the, the money it raked in. It's it was relegated to that status as not really a video game console, yeah. more of a toy. Yeah, I would so agree. I think yeah. they're trying to get away from that with the the Switch. The, uh, yeah. the there was a game Mad World by Sega for the yes, Wii. I remember. It's, it's there on, the, on my shelf. It has uh, an actual eighteen certificate on it, a proper BBFC so eighteen certificate. People lost their shit when that game came out. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> How dare you put that on the Wii? They Similarly, manhunt. It's for kids, yeah. Remember yeah. the manhunt Wii edition, which ca- caused a stir because you were simulating, you know, strangling someone with a with a plastic bag. Should I get uh, the Wii edition of that? I've got the PlayStation Two version of Manhunt. Oh, you're missing out. <laughs> I think I, I might well get. Well, I tell you what, if you if you ever, I mean, just from sort of going to sort of things of collecting um i'll tell you what if you can get a wii version of something get the wii version now a because they are dirt cheap virtually mm. unless it's sort of a real kind of um big name banner wii release yeah if you if you can get the wii version of it just from a collecting standpoint go for it because no i guarantee you no one bought the wii version of manhunt over the <laughs> playstation version of manhunt yeah. you see what i mean so um i was gonna say if you want you know be on antiques roadshow in 30 years time with your collection of fuck that's what antiques roadshow is gonna be it's gonna be awesome it is. it's gonna you know in, in, oh now, I, am, like every- I am looking at a guy oh i've been so worried that i don't have a pension i'm looking over this shelf right now oh <laughs> i am fucking sorted thing, it you <laughs> up like, the thing is though it can go don't the way take that- away the safety blanket i just wrapped around myself i know but- that it's an emperor's new clothes situation <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it could be one of those. It could be one of those things, you know, like people, the Antiques Roadshow, who show up with their complete Smurf figure collection and their <laughs> NatWest pigs, mate, they ain't worth nothing. Everyone's got them. Everyone thought that. this thought. Everyone thought that the NatWest pig full set was gonna be, you know, pay off the mortgage. It's not so. So obviously, don't maybe rely on these things being worth a lot of money. But um, for the no, it's a safer, it's a safer vet, bet than a fucking state pension. Yep, better than a savings account. Political! Boom! It's actually oh, yeah. Manhunt 2 on the Wii. So Is I it? don't have it, but I do now. <laughs> oh Casting shit, there's something else in my money. basket. What is that? Get out. <laughs> you never know. It if it's something you, you've clicked on something months ago and it's it's lingering in a basket somewhere. Yeah. It's, it, you, you have reminded me of one of my sort of new, you know, first world pet peeves. 
first world problems. Someone else in your bagging area. <sighs> Fuck God. those people. Fuck those people. Yeah. I was bringing up my shopping and two girls went to the till beside me and she set her shit down in my bagging area. I was like, what the fuck that is in my cool. head? That is oh, not I'd cool. go fucking mental at that. I was, I was waiting. I was waiting for the machine to start, you know, unexpected item in bagging area. But it didn't. And I was actually annoyed that it didn't because I was looking for a fight. <laughs> it's been a rough <laughs> few months. And I look, it looked like I could have took her. <laughs> and I don't think anyone would have blamed me. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. Fight in the checkout area. Of, that's it. Of yeah. Asda. Yes, but it's also, uh, yeah, back to Nintendo wanting adult games. It's a fucking far cry from them in the 80s. Yes, it is. Uh, I, I you know, th- for I've me- been watching some sort of historical documentary type youtube channels about the uh the whole thing of the srb being formed and the uh the big ferrari about violent video games and back then not only did nintendo not have them nintendo were like very much against regulation because they just thought you shouldn't be allowed to make these kind of games and having regulation just means that you want to make these kind of games and why would you want to make these kind of games how dare you and now they're you know 30 fuck 30 years later they're saying sorry that actually hurt a little bit um 30 years later now they're saying please please can we have some of your blood and gore well i i think what they're actually saying instead of adult games read third party games yeah because nintendo are really the only people that make stuff as fluffy as nintendo do everyone else is making Bloodborne and Shadow of War and stuff like that, and they're thinking, well, well, Nintendo won't want Shadow of War on the Switch. I don't. So why care, would we but, bother going through the license? You know, the, the yeah. vetting process. So, so now I, they're sort of trying to signal. Yeah. No, no, all are welcome. All are welcome. That's Please, it, really. Need, that, that's what. I, that's what I think <laughs> they're doing, and they're they're doing remarkably well. I mean, fuck, we're getting Doom. You know, Please, that's. We, we need, we well, need money. I mean, Mario, Mario's nipples cost us a fortune. Yeah, and, but as well, if they're sort of trying to position themselves to, like, obviously got to cover the Japanese market, all those JRPGs um, want more adult content in them, I expect. Yeah. Um, so. They want the schoolgirl yeah. wet t-shirt competition game. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. Currently available on PS4. <laughs> Undeniably. Oh, I'm in uh, two minds about buying something else here now. Send it up on fucking Amazon. <laughs> Close that news. News. Okay. Right. Yes. That's that's loot boxes brought up in Parliament. Well, they're gonna be. About yeah. fucking time. I was really pleased to see this. <laughs> like, <sighs> um, yeah. So, this was raised in Parliament. The man said, this is Labour MP Daniel uh, Zeichner, who said, to ask the Secretary of State for digital culture, media and sport. Yeah, that's all one person. Yep. What yeah. steps she plans to take to it's help protect... It's hard not to be busy in it that is. department. What steps she plans to take to help protect vulnerable adults and children from illegal gambling, in-game gambling and loot boxes within computer games? Mm. Uh, which, you shrugged, which they shrugged and went oh, hang on a minute are we meant to do any work in this department I thought this was just some sort of bloody sack off you know job yeah, so, we were oh, just shit, doing uh, the sport we'll, bit you know footies yeah. on um, I don't know uh, so and then it's like let's see what is this uh, what, any of these gov- you know uh, 
u.gov petitions ever gotten anything more than a well we hear you no we hear you (laughs) in fact most of them get a fuck off yeah yeah, but I'll say I always worry when these things come up in Parliament because it also sort of reminds me of like all oh, the video nasty debacle we had like twenty years ago. Yeah. And because you, the only thing these pro, these these sort of petitions, although they might be well intentioned, I think sometimes a lot of these things just end up with like a knee jerk response. Mm. You know, the dangerous dogs act in this country for one of them. Um, so um, yeah. Um, well, I I sort of completely understand why that these things should be brought up and the gambling aspect of it mm. is a, a, a nasty grey area that should be addressed um, I hope that it actually gets some proper scrutiny rather than someone just go I'll oh, just do whatever Yeah. well if they could find you know, the, well, I think one of the things that could have been raised in this is the possibility put to the government of well if you looked into this you know, games which do promote gambling and you know, unethical practices this is a big industry. This is a multi-billion-dollar industry. Mm. Be a shame if someone were to tax that. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Government's so, never going to do that. That'd no, they're not. No, fucking <laughs> well, the only re- only result would be that you you will pay yeah. more for the games. As they would pass that on to us, I suppose. Yeah, they would pass that <sighs> on to us. In the form of loot crates and other gambling yep. mechanisms. Hey, this Sonic Hooters thing turns out to be a bit grim. <laughs> Oh, fucking dark. <laughs> it horrid. Oh, thank you for, for, for this story, Emma. <laughs> no problem. Ow, I dropped a thing. I didn't drop a thing the last couple of weeks, but I just dropped a thing there now. We're back. Why have they hung Sonic like that in their booth? <laughs> I know, it's, it's weird. That is yeah. dark. The chili it's dog so looks half-assed, isn't it? awful. <laughs> so this is from... What... Hooters Japan. Hooters Japan in their Tokyo locations. Yep. So basically, you go, all right, the Sonic-themed food is a chili dog mm-hmm. and a blue I drink because Sonic it. is blue, as they say here on uh, Kotaku. And I some, just love that the, even Kotaku sort of the standard of journalism they've gone here, a blue drink. But what is it? <laughs> is it alcoholic? Is it, a, you know, sports beverage? What are we talking about here? Yeah, it has a slice of lemon. Really? I assume that yeah, there's a slice of lemon on the on the thing there, so I'm assuming alcohol could be Kool-Aid. The staff is also doing a dance to the Sonic Forces theme. That's the part that really made me sad. Part that made me sad was they didn't have a video. (laughs) Yeah, where's the video of that? Um, Sonic Forces is meant to be shit, isn't it? Like, Um, I'm not sure. It's is it out yet? It's not out yet, but I've heard bad things. Yeah. Oh, can, well, I was, I was saying, consider, consider the quality of the promotion going on around it. Yes. Is what I would say. Yes, but the um, the mass hedgehog suicide really does... That's fucked up. I mean, that is just no thought has gone into that. <laughs> and you know what? Oh, God. You know what I've just noticed here? What? The shoes. Uh, sorry. Um, I, this is a fucking... Uh, I age my... I, Totally little. The shoes that Sonic is wearing in the on those on those toys, those are Sonic Adventure plushes. Those are plushes left over, right? From yeah. Sonic Adventure from that era because he hasn't worn the uh, for Sonic Adventure or or Sonic Adventure Two. They fucking teamed up with a real world shoe company, and oh. so Sonic wore a Sonic branded pair of their specific shoes. They were called Soap Shoes. Uh, they had like a metal. Uh, 
uh, sort of reel on the bottom, which was apparently for jumping, you know, for like jumping and grinding on reels in real life, supposedly. Yeah, it didn't catch on. That's but insane. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Exactly. But it, that's but yeah. fucking mental. I know. Uh, but yeah, so he hasn't worn that design of shoe since that game. It was a one game only thing. And yet there they are on the, these things indicating that these aren't, they haven't even bothered making new plushes. Dear Hooters Tokyo, I was disgusted <laughs> to see in your store this day. <laughs> I would totally do that. Yeah. yeah I was going to say. You know, you should do it because when they get to the end of the letter and yeah, sign it off, Emma, you'll give them a fucking heart attack. Oh, girl. I was going to say. My God, what strange times we live in. But yeah. I can go you one more on Strange. Sony are releasing an indie game on the Switch. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. What the hell is that about? And how can Sony make an indie game? Well, you know, they're just a publisher. But how are we defining indie here? Uh, Published by Untie Sony Music Entertainments, just announced game publishing label so hold on sony music entertainment have a game publishing label what i don't think sony music are sony that's <sighs> the that's the explanation here hang on sony it's not music. for like um you remember 50 cent released several, a couple of games there's like 50 cent blood in yeah, the blood sand in or something like that <laughs> i wonder if it's to do with that like if you happen to be a, a popular rapper or something and you wish to you wish to release games because there, there was a oh god was it Def Jam? Uh, yes, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, so I wonder if they have that label so that if they want to push a push some sort of market with that, they've got it there to to use Maybe. sort of thing. All right, they are part of Sony, right? Sony Music Entertainment, known professionally as Sony Music and abbreviated as SME, is an American music company owned by Sony that is incorporated as a general partnership of Sony Music Holdings Incorporated through Sony Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of Sony Corporation of America. Is that clear? Absolutely. A subsidiary of the Illuminati, yeah, we know. (laughs) The company was first founded in 1929 as American <laughs> as American Record Corporation and renamed Columbia Recording Corporation in 1938. Then was reorganized to become CBS Records and Sony bought in 1987. <gasps> That's what happened. This is becoming like a regular segment with you. <laughs> yes, company history it's, of Richard Smith. History of a company. I, I just thought yeah. that I didn't know if they were still odd. Sony or not because there are lots of companies and bits of Sony that are not yeah. really Sony. Yeah. Like they Absolutely. own the Blu-rays and the PlayStation bit and not much else. Well, in this music bit, clearly. And all those other partnerships and subsidiaries and incorporated things. And they're going to do a Switch game. What's it called? Tiny Metal. But it's coming out on everything, to be fair. Well... Not Xbox, but it's coming out on everything else, including <laughs> oh the dear, Switch. I'm crushed. Yeah, I know. You, <laughs> how will you sleep mm. anymore? It's uh, I, I don't know. It, it's let's look at this trailer for it. It's just interesting that they're doing a Switch game, and there is an element of haven't Nintendo won then? But at the end of the day, if you can put a game on a platform and sell it, why not? I mean, yeah. gaming is, you know, industry is, is very incestuous. You know, it's, you know, every industry, you know, once it gets to the side, like, you know, fucking Samsung makes chips for iPhones and stuff like that, you know. Come back if there's when, money to be made. 
they'll make it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come back when Uncharted Five is out on Switch. Then we'll we'll talk about the earthquake happening. Yeah, that, but yeah, that would be that would be more significant move. But yeah. it, like, <laughs> like Mike says, if if there's money to be made out of doing this, this sort of artificial this company versus that company kind of goes away because money. Yeah. Plus, they get the you know the publicity because we're talking about it. It's Absolutely. Weird. <laughs> and and yeah. no one's buying a PS4 to play Tiny Metal. No. That's just <laughs> not happening. So, you know, or a v- PlayStation VR and PC version. Very good. What else do we have here? Uh, oh, hang on. EA shuts down Visceral Games. Yeah, I, I this came up uh, a couple of days ago, but the, the story has moved on a little bit since this article was written. Um, essentially, Visceral Games, they are mostly famous for Dead Space. Um, two very good games, one not so good. Um, Fair point. Uh, but uh, yeah, so what struck me about this is the statement that they put out because they were making a Star Wars game. And... Yep. Now, it says, uh, Our Visceral Studio has been developing an action-adventure title set in the Star Wars universe. In its current form, it was shaping up to be a story-based linear adventure game. Good, says everybody. However, here it comes. Here's the shitter. Mm. Throughout the development process, we have been testing the game concept with players, listening to the feedback about what and how they play, and closely tracking fundamental shifts in the marketplace. Uh oh, here it comes. It has become clear that to deliver the experience that players want, want to come back to again and enjoy for a long time to come, we need to pivot the design. Breaking through the bullshit of this statement, what that means is we were developing an awesome single player game. However, having looked at everyone else playing Overwatch and buying loot boxes, we decided, fuck that, we're going to do that instead. So, yeah. kiss bye bye to the Star Wars game you actually wanted to play. Now you're going to get some sort of nonsense with loot crates and all that wank. Yeah, this Yay. is this is really disappointing because this is sort of it's sort of an ongoing thing. It was years ago, a few years ago, there was a Star Wars game that was uh, teased. So it was announced and teased. It was a thir- Star Wars thirteen thirteen, I think it was called. Uh, it was uh, again a sort of single player, you know, beautiful looking game, but sort of slightly darker uh, set in the underworld. You were playing as a bounty hunter type game. And it got cancelled when Disney bought uh, the franchise. And then this thing, uh, the, this visceral game, this unnamed Star Wars game, was uh, teased, I think it was about a year ago. Uh, literally just a little, a few seconds of in-game sort of footage of the engine of someone walking out through a door on Tatooine. And again, it was sold as, you know, single player. You're You're not playing as a Jedi or anything. This is, you know, sort of a down and dirty in the guts of it type game being yeah. developed by Visceral and everyone got excited and now that dream has once again been shattered. Yeah, but so what what was interesting about this as well is that this was the closing down Visceral Games has now been essentially blamed on the what they're calling the failure of Dead Space 2. Now Dead Space 2 came out flicking donkeys years ago and they're yeah. moaning that it only sold 4 million units hmm. which I think is a pretty good shout for a game to sell four million units yeah. I, I would imagine I'd especially a game 
I'd understand why they're deciding to blame it on Dead Space 2 not selling well because they released Dead Space 3 in the meantime yeah. which was nowhere near critically received as well as 2 and then presumably must have sold less copies so mm. I'm not sure why they've sort of suddenly decided to blame it on that um, but I think the thing that alarms me most about it is that they are shutting down a single player project in favour of what sounds like a multiplayer loot box type thing yeah. Um, which makes me sad even and if, worried because yeah. it feels like single player experiences are going away at a rapid pace. Well, the thing is, even if it remains uh, single player, I think it'll be more in the Ubisoft realm uh, of single player of, you know, loads of massive open world, loads of checkpoints, uh, you know, lots of, as you said, busy work rather than a tight narrative experience, uh, you know. Which but, is why I hope that now I'm now hoping that Wolfenstein 2 sells a bazillion copies. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it's about the out of everything that's coming out, it feels like the only single player linear experience that's coming out anytime soon. Help me, Blaskowitz. You're my only hope. Yep. Okay then. <laughs> What's this uh, Professor Layton <laughs> thing? <laughs> Fuck. It, oh, it's such a pain. Yeah, so this is the game that we were talking about that came out on mobiles. You were very excited ago. when I told you it was coming out on uh, 3DS. Not okay. anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it came out for mobile, and I was like, because on the face of it, that cost that game cost fifteen ninety nine, right, to buy it on mobile. And I sort of dismissed it because I thought, well, I don't really want to play a game like that on a because I've only got a... a an iPhone SE, right? So it hasn't got a massive big screen. So I didn't really want to be peering at it. And it feels like a lot of money to pay for something you're playing on mobile to me anyway. Yeah. Um, but then I discovered that actually inside of that, it had two pieces of DLC, yep. which was mostly outfits and then a few extra puzzles. Okay. So there's like what the article said, like there's package A and package B. If you buy the game and all the DLC, that's 39 bucks. So $39. Yeah. I'm not sure what the regional equivalent for us is. However, if you wouldn't want to buy the 3DS version, that's $48. And some of the DLC package is in it already. And some of it isn't. So if you want to buy whatever they've packaged the DLC bit for the 3DS, you're looking at $60. Okay. So this is an identical game. The identical game, the same amount of DLC in slightly different packages, costs $39 on mobile, $48 plus more on the 3DS. You shit as Nintendo, pack it in. No, well, it's <laughs> level five, which is the people who make the 3D, the latent games. All right. Um, so Pack it, pack it in it, level five. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be clear who's where this extra cost is coming from. Some people were like, well, okay, so to make the actual physical thing and then to put it in a box and put it in a shop, mm. it costs extra. But okay to a point, but then the, the DLC as well, bringing the total up to AAA, more than AAA game level, is pretty shit, to say the least. And it's also, you know, considering that this was uh, an iOS game, uh, first and foremost, uh, not to shit on Nintendo or anything, but the 3DS is lower resolution. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's not as if they had to polish shit up. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not sure how in-depth it's how in-depth the, you know, 3D conversion Well, that's is. it. To that point, it hasn't got a 3D conversion, apparently. It is 2D. Okay. 
all right well they're fuckers then <laughs> now, now that they brought out the the new 2ds xl don't I expect to see another 3d 3d 3ds game mm. i i yeah. don't yeah. I, I it's just occurred to me and got f- i do not weep for their passing yeah no one will care well i weep for paying extra for 3d you can't fucking oh, yeah. use <laughs> well yeah there is that yeah, there there are like five thousand games with it or something ridiculous. So it's not the yeah, end there of the are, world. But... But, um, also, the hero's name is Catriel. Well, she can yeah, fuck off Cat- with that. You've got to deal yeah, with that, haven't you? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, but as well, there's there's quite a lot of complaints from what I've seen that it doesn't really the actual game itself doesn't really resolve any of the stuff from the previous six Professor Layton games. Um, to just to sort of put extra crap on people who you know you wait a long time for these games they, they take a while to make obviously and then they don't really resolve anything and apparently the the puzzles aren't really very good and so it's it's a bit of bit galling to pay that amount of money to sort of find that out at what point in this franchise because it is you know it's an ongoing franchise at this point it's you know done quite well but i mean there are a limited number of puzzles in the world i would have thought well, yeah, but I mean, if you like puzzle games, mm. this is the puzzle game. I mean, the thir- I I love the series. The first three games, because they're sort of in in two three game sets. The, the, the six, the, yeah. yeah. Um, the first three are fantastic. Okay. And yes, I mean, it is a conceit that you go to this village and everyone in the village is obsessed with puzzles, so you have to solve all their puzzles. But it, well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's like puzzle you know, games, in musicals, you know? everyone likes to sing, and kung fu films, yeah. everyone fights. So I'm, I'm not really upset with format in that respect. It's you have to deal with that conceit anyway, you know. So fine, but um, yeah, it's it's disappointing that you know I, I didn't think the second set of three games were as good as the first set, and then to sort of feel like it's been diluted again is is disappointing. Also, the character's face freaks me out. Her eyes. Massive fucking blue pupils. Yeah, they are sort of that. It's really unnerving. Yeah. But yes. I don't know about getting it. I was going to get it for Alison for Christmas, but I don't think think she's bothered. Has she she played all the other ones or? No. Do you know what? Get the the first three. They're dirt cheap. I'm beginning to Uh, worry that the 3DS might have been a waste of money for her. Oh, she's not that into it. She's not getting that into it. I don't know. She keeps playing Civ Five, damn it! Well, oh, we did play something the other night, which I will talk about in a bit. Uh, but let's let's blast through the yeah. the rest of the news. Actually, uh, Activision patents matchmaking that encourages players to buy microtransactions. This is incredibly sinister. Yep. Um, so basically, in this one, what they're saying is that they want to manipulate matchmaking to the point that if they will put so say me us three are all playing a game right and i get match made with you two and you two have like so rich you're a sniper specialist and mike you're a tank so you have two sets of weapons yeah (laughs) so you have two sets of weapons that enable i'm making a note of that (laughs) yeah all right good you should maybe take it forward as a as a personal development issue anyway so um (laughs) <laughs> you two, so you two have weapons and stuff which mean that the game you you, you know you're highly skilled at it yeah. you can do cool things so me the third wheel in this in this scenario goes wow the scrub yeah so i go wow how can i get all this cool stuff hey emma here's a loot crate for you after you finish this round 
it has the stuff that you two are playing. Wouldn't you like this for three ninety nine or something like that? So yeah, they they, they painted this, this system of matchmaking people specifically to induce you to buy. Yeah, make you feel underpowered and induce you to buy these loot crates that are then totally targeted at you. See, the thing is that the matchmaking since when, when this is Activision specifically, uh, you know, talking about uh, what do you call it? Uh, Destiny and stuff. Mm. Back when he, sort of the original trilogy of Halo games, he, uh, when it was under Bungie's stewardship, their matchmaking was really bloody good. They were pretty damn good at matchmaking you quickly and with players of, you know, equivalent skill. Um, I suppose it was made easier by the fact that there were a lot of players of Halo, so there were a lot of, you know, people of different skill levels to matchmake you with, but also that presents the problem that that's going to need an awful lot of infrastructure to sort through. Pretty much as soon as it got shifted over to uh, 343, and as soon as Bungie went to Activision, the matchmaking sort of took a hit. Mm. Where it was, you know, it, it was it struggled to get a game, and then you were playing, you know, wildly varying player levels already. So this system's kind of already in place. For them to make this work, they would have to, you know, arguably they would have to do at first massively improve their existing matchmaking systems to the point where it was capable of purposefully placing you with people of either, you know, equivalent or varying skill levels. So I'm not overly scared of this because it seems like a barrier for this becoming feasible is the competence of game developers. Right. But yeah, it is fucking sinister. And I love yeah. the wording of this. This was an exploratory patent filed in 2015. It has not been implemented in game. Well, how would we know? Well, it would hmm? be suggesting loot crates and shit to you. Yeah. But well, that- I, mean, I think it just sort of matches up with this thing from Visceral Games as well. I just feel like yeah. I feel like as a person who who is in, in it for sort of single player experiences, I'm feeling more and more marginalised by the big releases. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I'm getting pushed out of the thing you know and i feel like i'm getting worried that the the franchises that i love and games that are coming forward are being sort of crammed into this market at the expense it, of the single yeah. player experience yeah uh, it's funny you say that because um i was quite looking forward to uh, i enjoyed the first south park stick of truth and south park as a franchise sort of has taken the piss out of the concept of pre-ordering and of uh, season passes and stuff. And uh, the Stick of Truth was a huge success. No pre-orders, no you know season passes, nothing like that. Guess what got announced this week? <laughs> There's a gold edition of the game. If you pre-order it, you get uh, special tips and hints when you play the game and the season pass, uh, which is bringing additional content uh, starting in 2018. So, yeah, it does seem that single-player experiences are suffering quite badly. They really are, but I, I think the positive thing is that there's a lot of... There's still a lot of good stuff around. It's all indie now. You know, you sort of have to go with, like I said, her story, this little indie game, um, has a fucking amazing story. You know, it's, it's, you know, and it's really well told, well acted. I mean, it's barely a game in a way 
uh, which I think actually caused some controversy when it launched. But um, it's that's where you're sort of having to go now. That's where the interesting stories are being told. Yeah, I I, I agree that there is a lot of that, but but still, I mean. I've been playing all these games on the Switch and not a single multiplayer game all year. You know, it's all right. There's still Breath of the Wild. Which has a season pass. Which does have a season pass that I nearly (laughs) bought today. I nearly bought it today. Yeah, Uh, because games sell it with a box, an actual that can go on the shelf, and I'm I'm kind of tempted to do it that way. Huh, interesting. <clears throat> it's just a download code inside it. That's, yeah, oh yeah, that's absolutely. all it is. Um, yeah, it's, but, it's like they used to do the uh, World of Warcraft trial things, which came with a little box, but it was just a download code inside. Yeah, so that you could have a little World of Warcraft box on your shelf. There's a lot of stuff like that. They've just done it for yeah. Pokemon Gold and Silver on the 3DS. Yes, they did, yeah. and an extortionate amount of money. I, I've seen it for like eighteen ninety nine if you want it in a, a code in a box. That's paying nineteen pounds for the fucking box. That's oh. it's eight ninety nine on the eShop. <laughs> so yeah, don't buy the box, people. But yeah, don't. We I I think this just shows that the the game journalism is important for first and foremost that we know what's in these games, mm-hmm. and that that happens. That's fine. Yeah. And and if not official game journalists, then people like us and people on YouTube and that sort of thing. So we know which games to avoid. And I. I honestly think the more sinister um, these things yeah. get, we just need to be able to say, do you know what? I am not buying the new Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Or well, like whatever. I say, there, was the, yeah, there was that thing, that story last week of the uh, Open Critic site who are going to be adding, you know, uh, the games. Uh, what do you call it? The retail policy? Or the, uh, you know, uh, you know, if it has loot crates, if it has, you know, uh, DLC, all that, adding things like that to descriptors, which I think we're going to see more and more because it's becoming a necessity. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Uh, and also, speaking of descriptors, descriptions, yeah, the, what, is that the point that, of this story? That the what is this? Yeah, the, it's the just system re- the system requirements of South Park: The Fractured Butthole uh, <laughs> list the frame rates you get at resolutions. Which is, it's bizarre that that is a surprising thing, because for years, I'm, you know, we're used to getting minimum and recommended specs, but whenever you're given a minimum and a recommended spec, often it, in fact, almost never does it tell you what that you're going to be getting, what the sort of target that they have used to define the minimum and the recommendation is. So, and uh, that's the South Park, the Fractured Butthole. Um, (laughs) the it says uh, it's minimum system requirements you know it says uh, uh, GeForce GTX 560 650 you know anywhere from that 6 gigs of RAM and uh, an i5 you know some pretty you know some pretty old uh, hardware yeah I've just Uh, noticed my graphics card is on the minimum yeah that's uh, 7 that they've said that that will get you 720p at 60 frames per second, which is, you know, a pretty good, you know, it's South Park, you know, it's enjoyable at 720. It's, you know, it's all sort of cardboard cutouts. And then the recommended specs they've given um, a similar, you know, again, the game, because of the nature of the game, it's uh, not overly demanding, but uh, another Core i5 uh, with a 670 minimum. And 
Uh, it doesn't actually give a RAM specification there. I'm guessing 6 gig will probably do you as well, but that says that'll get you 60 frames a second at 1080. And it struck me because I downloaded, last week I downloaded the Star Wars Battlefront 2 uh, beta. Right. And I had a look at its minimum and recommended specs, not because I was concerned, because my PC is a beast, but I was just, you know, I was curious. And its minimum uh, specs, it was listing similar, like, you know, a GTX 660 and 670 here. And I was thinking, when I got into the game, I was thinking, what possible resolution and frame rate are you expecting to get i'm i'm only I, that must be if you want to play the game at like 540 getting 20 frames a second yeah they need to they, it would be i'd like that they've published this stuff i like that they've published this it's and it's it's just so strange that it's never been a thing until now maybe it's because nowadays we are more getting into uh, there are people who are still like myself playing at 1080 but there are also people who are pushing it for 4k yeah. And so we need now to know, you know, we need a, a a minimum for 1080 and a recommended for 1080, a minimum for 4K and a recommended for 4K. And it's be, it'd be nice if, you know, because this, you know, this system requirements, this was from the Steam page, and this is not like a tick box that's usually there, you know, OS processor memory graphics. This is an additional note that they have added voluntarily, you know. This actually leads on to a question I got, okay. uh, which I, I thought would be a good one to ask you, actually. Uh, this this is a, t- a question sent to this show via text message from Nick of Take It or Leave It fame. Right? By a text? My God. Well, he has my phone number, so he can, he can do that sort of thing. Why, um, why, does he, why, why does he have your phone number and I don't have your phone number? Give me your phone number. Uh, in a I bit. want your phone number. In Give me your phone number. I will. In a Do bit. it on the show. Do it live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's right. So his question was basically Nick has this PC, right? And it's right. fucking ridiculous because he didn't buy it. His work bought it. And okay. It was bought for as you may or may not know nick runs a video production company so they do a lot of high-end video work for for corporations and they they have a need to process that stuff as much as quickly as possible literally time is money to them okay and so they they bought this pc uh that that nick specced up and it has a a huge core i7 chip i don't know which one exactly um, hmm. And two GTX 1080s. Pointless. <laughs> but th- so yeah. that's and and I've, I'm guessing they sort of so thought, on. right, we're going to go in for this, we're going to go whole hog. But yeah, yes. Yeah. And and as I say, they've used that for video rendering. So Pointless. it's all it's all about <laughs> uh, hitting all the the, the <coughs> cores on the the chip. But his question was this, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I, I would also like to know why it's pointless, though, before we start. Okay, go ahead. No problem. No, so why? No, that was a oh. question. Oh, yeah. right, sorry. Um, right. The, well, it's, it's slightly less pointless than it used to be. Basically, uh, the kind of processing that's required for doing that kind of rendering uh, video. I'm ge- um, I don't know much about Nick. I'm guessing it's, it's just video rendering. Does it, sort of, does it involve much 3D rendering? No, it'll be just video rendering. Just video rendering, yeah. That is uh, 
the kind of the reason we have different you have a, a cpu and a gpu is they are both specialized pieces they are both good at doing specific kinds of calculations uh, right. yeah the kinds of calculations that are required for uh rendering vi uh, video rendering audio things like that uh even three even some you know uh post-processing sort of 3d stuff that is what uh what a cpu can be very good with uh gpus are good for things which are live things that are updating on the fly second to second right which when you're processing when you're rendering video, it's just applying the same thing to a bunch of frames. It knows what it has to do. It can do. It can multi-process them. That's why your CPU is m much more involved in uh, rendering work than a GPU. Did any of that make sense? <laughs> it did make sense, but I don't think it applies in this particular situation. Okay. Um, I, and I'm not even saying you're wrong because no, I'm, no, no, I'm not saying that either. Nvidia do. Nvidia do. Uh, software that enables their hardware for incredible video encoding and it right. works in tandem with uh, Adobe Premiere in yes, particular. This is what, that's why I said sort of less, uh, less so recently because nowadays Adobe especially have implemented things like uh, even without specialized software like that they have started to implement uh, hardware acceleration yeah, and it's, in a lot of their editors which doesn't hugely affect uh, rendering times. It's more for uh, the sort of live experience, you know, scrubbing through stuff, jumping back and forward and seeing a live preview of mm. what your end product is going to be. But in a situation where, I mean, if it is genuinely every second is precious, then yes, having a GPU having multiple uh, you know having a what do you call it a, a multiple gpu setup it will get you a it will provide a boost it's just whether the value of that boost is worth it for the cost of oh, the system when it's someone else's money it's always worth it <laughs> it is absolutely <laughs> absolutely true. always worth it but we're not even close to his question you know okay <laughs> Okay. We're not even near it. The question was, what game would really show off the machine to its full potential, but is also a really good game? Ooh. Hopefully not an FPS. Okay. I'm... Wait a minute, what about... I don't know, let's be a complete bloody Luddite and jump in with... What about Shadows of War? Isn't there a massive texture pack? That's the reason why it was 100 gig. Well, yeah, I thought the, that the... was 4K video for cutscenes. I'm not sure. There, there's uh, one I'm thinking of. Oh, God. And I've, I've not reinstalled. It's very difficult to provide recommendations for games which use SLI configurations, uh, you know, multiple graphics cards, because it's very much up to the developer to implement it. And not many do, because not many people have SLI setups because they're a bit finicky. Uh, However, you can. I've just discovered a quick Google will lead me to a Reddit of Are there any good games that support GTX 1080 SLI well? Mm. So let's see what Reddit seems to say. Okay, right. Oh, that's not a positive. Sort by first controversial. Post. I want to see what the most controversial because can I can you do that? How you, do I do oh, that? You can sort yeah, you I'm not a Reddit user, really. Uh, on Reddit, there should be a box. You should be saying it should be saying you know you're viewing by. Uh, you oh know, yeah, sorted by best. Oh, controversial. There we go. Right. I I promise you, there's something 
deeply offensive in that comment section. I'm afraid not. It just oh. says Black Ops 3. And then thanks for the suggestion. That's annoying. I was really hoping for a good racial slur. Yeah, sort it, sort it back by best. Okay, we'll go back to best. <laughs> right. The first one is someone saying... GTA, maybe? Uh, Although it's not a hugely gorgeous game. I mean, it is gorgeous, but, you know, it's a huge open world game. Witcher 3? The... Witcher 3 looks good. Um, the Rise of Tomb Raider, maybe there's some big mm-hmm. vistas in that, maybe? Battlefield mm. 1. Mm. I'm not a huge proponent of SLI. You see, I think what you're going to need as well is a 4K miter at least. Pretty much. Attached to yeah. it. Um, to really do the showy offy stuff. You see, right, here's the thing. <coughs> when you when you plug in, uh, when you get two graphics cards, people aren't people don't put two graphics cards in there to make the game look the best that it can. They're doing it, putting it to get more frames. So not better looking frames, just more of them. They're doing it to just up the number of frames that you can output at the higher settings. So maybe something like Doom. You know, if you wanted to have a... If, yeah, yeah. You know, you wanted to run a demo of it, uh, you know, on the screen uh, with a, you know, a frame rate counter that shows you going up into the hundreds of frames per second. That could be impressive, you know. But you're generally not going to find games, you know. If a game can run at ultra on a 1080, running it at ultra on two 1080s, it's just going to make it run smoother, not prettier. Yeah, yeah. Because, of, what, of course, know. the games only have the graphical assets that are there. Yeah, yeah. So as long as you can hit high on the graphic settings or whatever it is on the particular game, then you, you're good to go. It's just, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to improve the... if In terms of showing off, it, you know, that would be something you would need to be showing off to people who get it. You know, people who are like, oh, my, that's really smooth. You yeah. Um, I would suggest, uh, you know, maybe uh, Civ 6, I think two GTX 1080s is the minimum requirement. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> that's a Civ optimization joke for those of you who... Okay. Yeah. As I does, spent uh, years sat looking does, at, at Civ 5 going, but why do you need any graphical power? Why? Does, uh, what, what are does, you doing with it? Does Sean Bean... Hexagons. Does Sean Bean tax hardware? <laughs> he must do. That's, and and so, yeah. Well, it's see, like, this is the thing. A game like, um, you know, I have a, a baller rig, as the children say. <laughs> but uh, funny enough, the game that taxes my system hardest is uh, City Skylines, which, graphically speaking, it's not terrible, but it's nowhere near, you know, amazing. The reason that that taxes my system is because it's putting pressure on the seat on the uh, the CPU, not the GPU. Because yeah. games that require simulation are, you know, that's where their bottleneck happens. Uh, I can, I, you know, if I put that game on, I, if I have a huge city built up and I put that game on like triple speed, my frame rate can drop pretty pretty harshly, <laughs> even though what's being displayed on the screen isn't all that impressive. Yeah. So. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah, uh, there are lots of graphically nice-looking games. Project Cars Two looks pretty nice. A lot of driving games. Driving games would be a good. Yeah, they yeah, tend you're to. right. Sort of the Forza series. Forza, um, you know, looks great. You know, and uh, it is. Well, it's, easy, game, it's easy to understand as well. You know, you understand roads and cars, and yeah. cars look cool. So yeah, it's all hard surfaces. You know, it's you know not overly difficult. It doesn't require 
you know, human character models, which when they look, if a car, you know, if the slope of a car looks wrong, I'm not going to notice. If a slope of a face looks wrong, I'm going to notice, I'm going to point, and I'm going to laugh. Yeah. But, um... Which has made for a few awkward times in bars over the years, I would imagine. Well, you know... Again, stay inside. Leaving my little sister stay. off at school was, you know... Yeah. Always you different. Don't laugh at the children. There are some uh, funny-looking so, kids. Oh, God, yeah. You should see them around here. Anyway... Yeah, so that's that's the answer to the question, really. Like, most uh, modern games are going to look as good as on that yeah. as they do anything else. It's just extra frames, which you'll just get in abundance, yes. I would imagine. And, you know, the, the extra frames, It's more. that's more of a something you feel. You know, that's, that's an inside. That's a warm and fuzzy. It really is, isn't it? It really I, is. <laughs> I love seeing things happen smoothly at 60 frames a second. Oh, me too. I, I, I just adore it, I, I must yeah. admit. So, that's all of our news and a, a question. Yeah, we got a question. We Thanks, did. Nick. So we can do a, a, a what we've been playing, and I should tell you what I slipped and fell on at, at CEX earlier. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. They had Wing Command 3 for the PlayStation in the window. And... I was like, I really want to play Wing Commander Three a lot. I I you had knew it. That you were going to shit on them. <laughs> I had when it came out, and every right, I I had it when it came out on the PC back in the day, and I can't remember when it is. I actually have to look this up. It was nineteen ninety something, wasn't it? Well, I know the day was a Thursday because back in the day it was always a Thursday. In the afternoon. Afternoon. Wing Commander 3, Heart of the Tiger. Come on, Wikipedia. <laughs> Sorry. Come on, Wikipedia. March, yeah, tw- March 27th, 1994. I now have to search what day don't, of the don't week ruin this. was don't ruin March this. 27th. Don't lie. Why, why it, it might be a Thursday. Well, it be a Thursday. It was a Sunday, bizarrely enough. Motherfucker. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. So that was in the window. And I'm making then, note of that laugh, Emma. I'm making note. That's sorry. a second note. And then, okay. If I get to three, shit gets nasty. <laughs> and so I thought to myself, well, doesn't the PS2 play PS1 games? And I looked it up on my phone, and the answer I found was, uh, it does a bit, uh, yes. you know, and not the later ones. And I thought, well, I've got a slim one, which is definitely what you would class as one of the later ones so i kind of bought a playstation i thought that's where we were going (laughs) (laughs) and and wing commander 3 obviously but i I got one of the dinky ps1 ones it's tiny wee it was 20 quid so i got i got right the little sort of soft edged ps1 yeah the actual ps1 model as opposed to the yeah it's adorable And I got that with Wing Commander 3 and Grand Theft Auto 1. Hmm. And I've been playing them on my television through an RF cable that I had to find out how you tune my television into anything. <laughs> and do it like that. It was so wonderful. So that's that's it. I, I'm quite pleased with it's, it. It's weird playing <laughs> GTA from the God view, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. But then it again, is. I did that back in the day. It's so nostalgic. Mm so nostalgic which is weird because <laughs> i didn't have a playstation i hated them i thought that 
that that for me was a time when the consoles were way behind PC gaming. They caught up pretty yeah. bloody quick, to be fair. But at the time, I just wasn't interested in the PlayStation. And then the then my uh, roommate at, at uni got an N sixty four, and that was much more interesting. <laughs> Um, Funny enough, yeah, I, mean, I think the first time I played uh, GTA would have been on PC. Yeah, me too. Well, mm-hmm. as I've said, um, but the PlayStation. No, we, we, we did it on PlayStation. Yeah, so we did it on PlayStation because it kind of has it brings back memories of doing that. So this is when we, me and my brother, were sharing a console essentially. So we had a PS One. So yeah, GTA and a lot of Tekken. Mm. Played on that machine. A lot of actual real life punch ups as a result of Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tekken yeah. 3. Well, here. The same here, but my sister on. is my sister is ten years younger than me, so it was very, very one sided. Yeah, one sided. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so there's only two and a half years between my brother, so it's pretty even. <laughs> so but especially because problems with Tekken as well, it was um I saw because we both had one character we both got quite good at. Um, <laughs> with me, it was Yoshimitsu. With him, it was King. And um, Yoshimitsu has a move which basically will take wipe off about seventy five percent of your health if you pull it off. And yeah, if I did that at any point, it doesn't punch to the side of the head. Doesn't King? <laughs> I'm, I'm maybe misremembering here, but doesn't King have like a a multi phase th- uh, grapple attack which can also do that? Or did he yes, just we, never fucking learn? That? Some of us learn how to block. <laughs> which my brother can, which my brother at the time considered the, the lowest form of fighting yes, game. But I was like, actually, you kind of need to if you want to play it, with it. But uh, yeah, that that was a, a massive issue of contention, and um, still is to a point. But never mind. <laughs> uh, some wounds never heal. <laughs> no. Um, I think that's pretty much it. That's on Stardew fucking Valley. <laughs> which still sucking up your time. <sighs> I hit a wall with it the other night where you just suddenly realise, like, hang on, mm. all of this is pointless and we'll just go on forever. <laughs> all human endeavour is ultimately pointless. Well, yeah, yeah all but die it's like the there's, no, there's no overall goal. I'm not really... I'm working towards individual little tasks, but it just goes on and on until I get bored. And then when I realise that that's the case, I'm suddenly bored. But that was only the other night, so I've not really... I'll I'll be honest. I I have played it for another few days since can discovering you, can that. You like, but can you like uh, you know? Can you buy a little packet of Stardew Prozac? <laughs> Chill my little man up. Uh, I got him a little uh, man for some Stardew psychotherapy. No, that's not not uh, some Stardew CBT. I well, found that very helpful. I don't Are know. You maybe sure we you can. Haven't, <laughs> sure, we haven't downloaded the existential despair DLC. <laughs> Things get really bad. A little Stardew electroshock. That's yeah. just putting your 3DS in the toaster. Uh, so, yeah, I might, I'm just a bit bored with it now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the star has faded. Exactly. Well, I've been, um, yeah. Uh, well, I've been playing, I finished off Ratchet and Clank last week. Uh, a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. Uh, got to the point where I could play New Game Plus, and I was like, you know what? No, I'm good. I, I've had my fun. Maybe I'll come back to it one day, but, you know, uh, put it back in its case and slid it into the shelf uh, and I've instead been playing uh, Yakuza and mm-hmm. I've been having a lot of fun with Yakuza it's it's a remarkable game it's a remarkable game um, <laughs> right there's a story there's a whole story you're a, it starts in 1995 
and like your character uh, takes the fall for a crime he did not commit goes to prison for 10 years when he comes back everything has changed and it, it all takes place in this little district of Tokyo it's a pretty small open world it, you know as open worlds go it's pretty small but it is dense as fuck uh, once you get a few chapters into the game sort of everything opens up and you can just start downring around and basically the amount of side quests and side content and mini games in this game is ridiculous to the point where I've probably put about 15 hours in I've barely progressed with the storyline the main storyline I've just been wandering around Tokyo solving everybody's problems <laughs> And every problem can be solved by punching. That is true that is, of yeah. real life. In, in, Absolutely. Yeah. This is a, a, there's an odd thing because you are a Yakuza. You are a member of the Japanese mafia. And you spend the entire game... <laughs> I go around helping people out with their problems. Well, look, just as you're in a criminal gang doesn't mean you can't be community-minded at the same time. I'm very community-minded, but I'm you, going Have right. you ever seen The Godfather? They, they are incredibly community-minded. <laughs> they all know him. He's walking down the street, buying stuff and shit. You know, it's, it's what they do. Yeah, but I've been going out of my way to foil Yakuza plots. Like, well, people are just... being pressured for protection money. I'm like, no, don't do that. That, that's just going to get you like, in trouble, really. I'm not doing it as in you pay me instead. I'm just like, no, no, you don't have to pay for that. That's fair. That's, you know, you're pressuring that woman for money. No, stop it. Leave her alone. Uh, but what's what's hilarious is the sheer amount of minigames in this game. You start out. Uh, right. Okay. There is a there are multiple underground casinos, which have pretty much every game you would expect in the casino, roulette, card games, uh, all that stuff. There are, there's a Mahjong uh, sort of den where they have Mahjong. I have no idea how Mahjong works, but they have like multiple rule sets that you can play. There is an arcade in the game, which huh. features a claw machine. More on that in a moment. <laughs> more on that in a moment there's a bar which has a pool table with a fully ga- playable game of pool multiple rule setups including sort of uh, trick shots there's a bowling alley with uh, where you can play against and this is something that I thought was specifically a Japanese thing that I've never seen but when you go in you you can you go up to the counter and you can play a single game you know by yourself right or you can pay them to play against an employee. I don't know that you can do that. I've never seen that in real life. I've I never seen that in real life. Mm. It's just something, you know, we in the West wouldn't consider. That would be something that you I would like be it. like, I, I like it, but it yeah. feels like something you should be humiliated to do. No, no, because you could no. have like, they, you could have like, uh, a bowling alley could have like a pro that worked there. Yeah. And yeah. you could, you could get maybe lessons as well. Yeah, Exactly. And it's just sort of a weird Japanese cultural thing that I'd never... Con- when it, whenever I saw it, I was like, huh. I, there's been plenty of times I wanted to go bowling, but I haven't had anyone to go with. Uh, you know, that is the curse of the misanthrope. But, uh, yeah, so there's bowling. Uh, there is darts. Uh, again, multiple rules, setups that you can play. And let me think. This is where it gets a little weird. 
because there's a card game. There is a collectible card game called Mezuking. And you discover it by uh, you're walking around and you see a thing glittering on the ground. You pick it up. And what's on the card is a woman uh, dressed up as a sexy beetle. What, you mean the double E beetle, like an insect? Double E. Double E. No, she's not sort of a horror. Not John Lennon. John Lennon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When I say, yeah. Fuck me. Uh, uh, Yeah. Sorry, I can't get that image out of my head. Oh, God. Sorry. Oh, oh, John, why? Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, when I say sexy, I mean stripper clothes, boot okay. high heels. But, you know, it's all color-coded and it has a little, she has a little headdress with a little horn on it. And this is a game where you collect, trade, uh, you collect cards, each of which features a woman in a similarly revealing uh, get-up as an insect and there's a huge number of these cards there's like 45 of them and they feature you know it, it, the whole insect kingdom is is you know there there's wasps there's bees there's uh, cicadas beetles uh, i haven't come across any worms or anything like that and the way you play the game it's essentially a rock scissors rock scissors paper game where you're whenever you start playing the game shifts to you're suddenly viewing this uh, as if it was really happening. So the women come walking out on like a giant tree stump, and you're you face they face off against each other, and then there's a little countdown. They sort of start grappling with each other. This is bizarre. and you have to you have to choose rock paper or scissors, and you sort of have to try and figure out what your opponent's going to do. And when you do that, depending on which one you know, depending on who wins. Your the part the person who wins their character will pull off uh, a wrestling move on the other character, <laughs> and they are hyper sexualized. The camera will cut to you know massive you know pile drivers from very uh, specific uh, angles, and you have to wear down their health bar. And different cards have different stats, and this is a game which you play against children. This is bizarre. This is a little Super kid. Weird. There's a little kid. He calls himself the professor. And you go into the arcade and you say, professor, I want to play a game. And he'll say, no problem. Here's your next contender. And he'll call over an eight-year-old. <laughs> and you will pit your insect stripper against this eight-year-old's insect stripper. <laughs> and it's not a difficult game. So you will fucking obliterate them. <laughs> and you sort of walk away and you think, if this was real life, if this was in the West, my character would be on a list. This is so weird. It's so fucking weird. And yeah, so that's a little bit. Of, and I've also the other sort of the main uh, minigame is one that's slightly more exciting, a little more in depth. But again, it's one that you as a 37 year old character are playing against a group of kids. It's uh, a little uh uh, it's a pocket racers circuit, which is like a little, you make up a little car, has loads of little components. You know, you have the wheels, a frame, uh, a battery, an engine, uh, and loads of little like suspension and stuff. And the idea is you put it together before the race. You look at the track and you put it together before the race. And then all the racers go on this track. It's like a Hot Wheels track. And you set off your cars. 
and it's completely passive. Sort of, you have to see whether your configuration has what it takes to beat the other configurations on the track. And there's a bit of, you know, random luck. The only uh, thing you can do is you can choose when to uh, start a boost. But if you go too fast, it's like uh, scale electrics. If you go too fast, uh, you will come off the track and things like that. So you, you also have to try and stable it and, you know, make sure your car's stable. It's That's actually sort of the most in-depth and interesting of all the mini games. And I've lost a considerable amount of time to it. So... Basically, my experience of Yakuza, the game where you are Yakuza, which has a storyline, very in-depth storyline about the Yakuza, is that I'm a guy who's got out of prison, come back to his home neighborhood, and become some sort of superhero who destroys children at children's games during his spare time. It's all very weird. It's so fucking it's weird, and I weird. love it. I absolutely <laughs> love this game. It's so goddamn good. It's it, you know we're used to sort of games like The Witcher has a card game in it, and there's you know Hearthstone is you know the World of Warcraft card game. It's normal for games to have like a little mini game in them. They've packed in every conceivable mini game. <laughs> into this one game they have just shoveled everything they could think of into it haven't they yeah. everything you get your money's everything. worth haven't you blackjack poker anything you want uh and it's kind of ridiculous but i am loving it and the side stories are they're very entertaining they're all like i say every situation ends with a brawl and it's you know it's a game from 2005 we've had we you know since then we have had better combat systems in games but even so, it I am nowhere near bored. Excellent. It really holds up. So yeah, that has been uh, absorbing a huge amount of my time. Fair enough. I'll <clears> probably <throat> finish the main story if I get bored at some point. And what? That's Yakuza. That's Yakuza. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami, which is the re- PS4 remake of the original Yakuza game. Right. Oh, sorry. I al- a gazillion of them. So. Yeah. Oh, I also uh, I forgot. Uh, there is also a karaoke rhythm game. Of course there is. Of course there is. Emma. Hi yes. there. Um, I, hi. Um, so I haven't <laughs> had a, a huge amount of time this week, so I've only really got to one thing. Um, I finally got around to playing Doctor Who Chop Trumps on the <laughs> PS2. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, it's, it's fine, but it's got... <laughs> like 30 cards and you pretty really pretty soon pick up what's on the cards so after about two rounds you will crush the computer opposition (laughs) um there is a two-player mode but yeah it's um a thing that i played like for an hour and i thought well i've i've seen all this game has to offer um it's it's actually better than i thought it was gonna be Um, what uh what era is it is it it um, smith it, it's uh, it's um, no, it's it's tenant and oh. um, free management. So uh, uh, Martha Jones. So that's series three of the yeah. return series. So yeah, um, but like I say, it's one of those things. If it's, there's literally like thirty cards in the deck, there's no. <laughs> as far as I've seen, there's no more cards to come. So literally, did they, did they not? Did they not sort of dip into the you know the old who? No, I, I don't know if no. it was like a licensing thing or something like that, but um, maybe they just yeah, didn't want to put the, people off. I don't know. 
Yeah, well, maybe, I don't know. But um, it's it, obviously it was sort of trying to push the new series for a start. And then mm. but the, the way that Doctor Who's license is a bit weird. So because the old stuff with BBC Worldwide and, and stuff like that. So mm. um, it's, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's sort of restricted. But it's got, like I say, it's got that sort of problem that Paper Top Trumps has that once you've memorised the deck, you pretty much know when you get a card exactly what the best stat on that is. And you can basically wipe it wipe the uh, the opposite number out uh, so yeah it was um i, th- I don't know if it's just sort of because it's aimed at pete at sort of younger children as well so to sort of do two player and and battle each other sort of things i mean i could see that being fun but yeah um but i don't feel like my quid was ill spent let's put it that <laughs> way um the only other thing that's happened to me gaming wise this week is i received um, uh, an email from amazon which which scared and confused me about my um my wolfenstein order um so i've got wolfenstein sort of set up to to come on on release day um and out of the blue i got an email from amazon that said hello um literally started hello we wanted you to let you wanted to let you know i, don't, I mean cause it's never happened to me before because i don't really do the the get on game day thing it's sort of on release day thing usually so i don't know if this happens a lot but yes i've got this email that says hello we wanted to let you know that we've upgraded your order for wolfenstein to the new colossus to the deluxe edition including the welcome to america pack Ooh. at no extra cost that's well, nice what? of them I, I i hope this helps we look forward to seeing you again soon. Regards, customer service department, Amazon.co.uk. Now, this confused me. Because Who do I, I have... have to suck off? <laughs> well, I mean, this is it. it just came out of the blue. I haven't yelled at Amazon recently about anything, and they feel the need to placate me. Um, it's interesting it... that you, you choose, your instant go-to is to yell, and my instant go-to is to suck off. I think <laughs> I need to reassess some things. Uh, I, well, um, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I was like, I haven't had any recent beef with amazon that could want them to sort of feel like they need to placate me with this hmm. and i don't know if this is just a thing because i ordered it at a sufficiently long date from so i ordered it in september and i'm also getting the prima guide so i wonder if that is it like a combination of factors that you know she hasn't pre-ordered before and she's getting the prima guide means that we will you know bless her with the deluxe edition so I was wondering, this, has this happened to anyone else? I just, I just, yeah, a Wolfenstein 2, Amazon, wow. up. I, I find this very interesting, actually. And I'm just trying to find a particular email. Yeah, because I was going to say, because Rich, you order a bunch from them, so... Right, okay. Here we go. Found it. I got an email as well. And it wasn't as good as yours, but it made an <laughs> eyebrow go up. It also started with, hello, we have good news. One of your pre-ordered items is now eligible for release date delivery and has been upgraded at no additional charge. And it's talking about Super Mario Odyssey, which comes out on the 27th, and I have pre-ordered a number of months ago. Uh, Now, what made me raise an eyebrow about that was, why are you telling me that games have always arrived on release day? Yeah, because mine's as far as I know, mine's my order says it's arriving on the Friday the twenty seventh, which is release day. So, yeah. um, so that being the case, what it made me worry is that this is in some way laying the groundwork for saying, well, you, we know you've pre-ordered, and that means that on the day it comes out, we will post it to you. But if you want it to come on the day it comes out, then maybe that's another hmm. quid. 
Mm. Right. But, I don't know. They've never done that before. That, well, yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've, I've ordered, I mean, I've been using Amazon since, I mean, because when you log in, it tells you when, since you went even a customer. I've been using Amazon since 2003. I've ordered probably thousands of pounds worth of things from that site. And this has never happened to me before. Well, and I'm, I'm very confused because I thought it was spam. Right. I'm <laughs> also reminded, you see, because yours is like a nice treat thing. Yeah. They, they've given you a better thing than you paid for for no extra money. That's not what they've so done got, to I'm me, but it's a similar sort of email. Now, a while ago, and I'm just trying to look up who it is. They bought a company that sold shoes. Hang on. You can. Ah, there it is. Was it not yoyo.com? I thought it began with a Z, but they were American. But anyway, it was a shoe company. Uh, Well, they sold shoes, basically. And Amazon bought them. Um, And what this company were famous for was... uh, Oh, hang on. I've gone to... I am looking at something here. What, What is that? Do you have a similar thing? No, there's a possibility the reason you got upgraded, and I don't know if this is true of you, Rich, but it's possible of you, Emma. I've just gone to the Wolfenstein 2 Amazon.co.uk page. Mm -hmm. What format are you getting it on? Well, Xbox One. I think it would seem they have run out of standard editions. This Ah. may be a stock shortage. They literally can't provide you with the standard edition, so they've up upgraded you to the uh, is it which uh, you said you got upgraded to the deluxe version yeah the welcome to america one which i think oh, basically yeah. comes with that's the only the, one the that's, pass. that's the only one that's available for sale on xbox one playstation 4 and pc it seems that they have run out of stock of the standard and deluxe editions uh, instead it's all the welcome to america edition this is a possible this sounds plausible it seems to be a sort of it seems to be sort of, we don't, sorry, we've overbooked your flight, so we're giving you, we're bumping you up to first class at no extra cost. That seems to be what they've done here. Well, suits me, because, I, mean, I mean, we'll get the season pass for nothing, I'm, but, I mean, I'm it was fucking, pretty I'm good. I'm off, because I can't, yeah. I found out the other mm. thing I was trying to find is yeah. Zappos. Zappos? Zappos. You wouldn't have heard of them. They sell shoes to Americans in America right but amazon bought them and zappos were famous for one particular thing besides selling shoes and that was giving customers small surprises in their shipments and in shipping to kind of just make people love them so you'd buy some shoes and you'd get an email going hello just because we're nice we've upgraded you to free overnight shipping your shoes will be here in the morning, whatever. And people loved that and bought more shoes. So I'm actually wondering if this isn't something that Amazon might be in some way Maybe. thinking about incorporating. But Yeah, because if I, because I've never pre-ordered anything from them before, might I be more inclined to pre-order from them <clears throat> in the future if I get a nice little treat? Yeah. So th- I've that heard said, of companies that do that. That said, what Mike is suggesting also sounds plausible to me. Yeah, considering the only <laughs> yeah. version that you can buy right now is the Welcome to America because version. I I wondered if it was because I was getting I I'm getting the Prima Guide with it, which um, 
you know, it was sort of, I wondered if maybe sort of getting a combination of those two things is maybe triggering some sort of... Mm, no, I've ordered, I got extra. the, the Metal Gear Solid 5, I pre-ordered that, and I got the Prima Guide with it, and I, I didn't get anything extra. So you're Can just, just, say, well, you're just I, well, a lucky little fucker. I'm a lucky little girl, on, but I, I have, wondered... Sorry, I have, you carry on, sorry. No, I was going to say is actually, incidentally to that, the Prima Guide seems to have cratered in price, actually, from when I pre-ordered it, because usually the yeah. standard, because it's a hardback edition, so like that's a, that's a 1999 book, sort of standard. When I looked at it last time, it was gone down to 1349. Well, it's gone up to 1359. <laughs> Bugger! It was sort of actually, it, it kind of reminded me when I eventually got around to buying Assassin's Creed Syndicate, I got it from you know i bought it from amazon uh but it was a couple of months after release so it was kind of in the 16 quid range right uh, but it dropped from obviously sort of the the top tier of price down to 16 quid um quite fast actually it was within three months so i thought well i'll jump in and get it now and then you know just did standard three to five day delivery so while it was sort of doing that i got like it kept dropping in price by like pennies so i kept getting emails saying Good news! It's now fifteen pound like eighty nine. It's fifteen pound sixty nine. It's fifteen pound. I was like, "What is going on?" Mm. And eventually, I got it. It was like sort of about one pound fifty less than what I had ordered it at, but it was mm. sort of integrally going down in price. Sort of throughout the few days I was waiting for it to come. It was <laughs> price Watch TV. <laughs> yeah, it must be or something. It was sort of price matching something else, or I don't know. But yeah. Um, I don't often order games from Amazon um, because I just because I don't buy games on release generally. Um, but yeah, I was just—I mean, because literally when I got it the first time, I thought this is some this is some spam bollocks in it, and then I sort of no, that's that's uh, no, legitimate Amazon. Amazon generally, they, generally they're very good at the uh, you know getting it to you on release day. That's been a thing for you know a few years. The uh, the only thing that I remember last year, they it was last year or last year. Time is funny. Uh, they did get into some hot water. They were trialing a system where they were going to limit certain products, yeah. including certain games, to people who were Prime members. That kicked up. A whole, I think GTA Five was one of the games. Yeah, it was. Which you could only buy uh, if you were a Prime member. That didn't go down well. But otherwise, you know, generally with this with pre-order, if you pre-order on Amazon. Uh, with their their price guarantee system and the uh, pre-order system of you know uh, getting a day of release, they're pretty good with that. But it seems I would put my money on this being a stock issue. Yeah. Well, well here's I mean, the we'll, other we'll, thing. We'll... Uh, sorry though, uh, it's forty two yeah. ninety nine. This doesn't have the season pass. It's just it comes a with a single episode. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 Freedom Chronicles episode zero DLC content, but it's forty two ninety nine, which is standard AAA game price. Maybe this is just so, maybe maybe Bethesda. Well, my just... my pre order is thirty nine ninety nine. Ah, I'm not pay, I'm not paying forty two for it. My last time I looked at it, my pre order was um was this standard is standard thirty nine ninety nine. Now have a look at my. Have a look at it again because if it's yeah. currently thirty four, Amazon. This is what I'm saying. If the price drops while you've pre-ordered it, uh, they, they will it, won't they? They will refund the you know the difference once the game shifts. This is all very odd. It's all yeah. Very that's why because that's, that's why I was sort of taken aback when I got this email. Mm. I, I blame Nazis. This is a trick. This is a trick. 
<laughs> to be just honest, yeah. Just don't click on a link in the email to log into Amazon. No, th- th- I was going to say there wasn't yeah. any. There wasn't any links in it. It was from a what appeared to me to be a legitimate Amazon address. So I was like, okay. But the thing is, though, I mean, I'm not changing anything about the pre-order. So if it turns up and it's the, what I thought it was, then fine. Mm-hmm. But if it's the deluxe, then it's the yeah, what, thirty-nine ninety-nine. America. Welcome to America pack thirty-nine ninety-nine. I would say that if it if it. You know, I, I think you'll be getting a, a fiver <laughs> uh, refunded. I actually quite like this because, yeah, I, I, just on the the edition itself, the, uh, this is my kind of uh, sort of special edition because it comes with a little thing from, from the game world, you know, the little TV magazine. That's a nice little thing there. It's a nice little thing, you know. It's the kind of thing I like. I can't wait to yeah, get look. it on my Switch. <laughs> There's still no uh. date on that. But okay. No, Doom's next month, isn't it? Yeah, Doom's soon. Doom's next month, yeah. I might still well be in Super Mario at that point, to be honest. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. you know, I was just looking at Wolfenstein, which is a game I would like, and it's it comes out on Mario Day. There's no point in buying it. There's no <laughs> point until I've collected I was going to say, that is, that's going to be a busy day, because that is also Assassin's Creed Origins Day, so. And it's also Stranger Things Day. That's fucking me up. Just those two things. Yeah. Yep. And I That's, know somebody yeah. who's not getting bought Assassin's Creed on launch day, so someone else can watch Stranger Things. Oh. While he plays Mario on his Switch. <laughs> Which is clearly uh. the way this has to happen. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, I think that says for today, because we've been going ages. God, that was, yeah. that was ages. Yes. God, I'm starving now. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you had a fun time talking about games with us. Although we didn't hear you. Sorry. We weren't ignoring you. Don't feel paranoid. What, you don't hear the voices? No, that's just you, Mike. But if you could all bob on over to simplysyndicated.com slash everything and help support this network and keep us going and making shows, then we'd really appreciate it. I'm trying to get us to 500 subscribers. That's my goal in life, because that's the point at which we can just start producing so much stuff. It's ridiculous, and things, everything becomes awesome then. So that's you can my really deal. start phoning it in. Just start to coast. No, that's a th- that's a, a thousand subscribers. Uh, okay. Five hundred subscribers, I think, is the optimum level for us, like working well and not slacking, but also not killing ourselves. Mm. But that's that's the goal. We've cool. got some way to go, right? I'll be honest, there's a long way to go. <laughs> but we that's that's the goal. And I will talk about this in more detail on uh, late night daytime breakfast show on Saturday night or <laughs> afternoon or morning, depending on where you are, as is the point of that show. But, yeah, go on over to simplysyndicated.com slash everything, sign up there, support the network, and get all of the many billions of hours of shows that we've done before. Or pop on over to Patreon and help us out there. That's also very much appreciated at patreon.com slash simplysyndicated. Nearly didn't come out there. And those of you who might want to just stick something in the PayPal, again, that is anything is helpful and very much appreciated. There's a link to our PayPal account at the bottom of the front page of the website. So, until next week when we'll be back with more gaming news and stuff. Oh, I've forgotten something else. Check out this week's uh, Take It or Leave It, which is actually a what console should you buy for Christmas, which I do realize is more Switch. of a this show kind of remit. But it's we ran out. Switch. We, yeah, I know. That's what, what I said. What the fuck? How do you make a show out of that? 
We That's just talked for like an hour. It was fine. We had no tech news. Tech news just doesn't happen. And <laughs> so it was like, well, let's just do that because I can't think of anything else. And there's always gaming news. So that's fine. You know, <laughs> so that you, this audience here on, on gaming news might be interested. This week's tech it or leave it is a what console should you buy for Christmas. But you probably already Thank know you. or have got it. And it's the Switch. So <laughs> that's the thing. So until next week, then we'll see you later. Bye bye. Bye bye. Emma, say bye bye. Bye.